congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Speaking of scary. (laughs) (laughs) The janky microphone is ready to record now. (laughs) The janky microphone makes Excellent scary sounds. <laughs> oh my God, you're a witch. How do you, you like are. that? <laughs> you should have been part of our costume last night. I've got you now, my pretty. You and your little dog, too. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure I've done that one on the podcast before, but it is Halloween almost. The whole month is Halloween. I know. In my life. <laughs> so, how many? How many? It let's is. See. So we have one more after this, one more horror novel after this, and we'll be done. I love raising canes. Yes, that'll work. Okay, fine. Sure. I don't know if I've ever been there. What? I haven't. Um, it's I have been there. Fingers. I don't like raising cane sauce, but I like chicken, so sure. It's chicken. Oh, uh, chicken's chicken. What's well, not to like? It's they chicken. Are, I mean, they do have really good chicken strips. Don't like kiss them. The Tastes bread like chicken. Good. Personally, I'm a Popeye's girl, but... Well, this is only chicken strips, though. Popeye's is the best for on-the-bone chicken, I will agree. Yeah. It's the seasoning. It's two different ideas. On-the-bone chicken is too much work. It is a lot of work. It is. I mean, it's okay if you're sitting at home by yourself in front of the TV and you can eat it off the front of your shirt. But other than that, (laughs) it's terrible to eat in the car. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't even attempt it in the car. What are you doing? I I would have more chicken in my cleavage in than the I car. would in my mouth <laughs> because I cannot wait until I get somewhere to eat it because Aww. I love Popeyes so much you love Popeyes that he does I will sit in my car two blocks from the Popeyes <laughs> I mean Alyssa you've ridden with Martha so I don't know if you've ever noticed she does everything except steer the car when she's driving <laughs> I steer the car with my knees and my legs. We went to Arkansas one time, and I swear to God, for 10 miles, she was talk- She was doing something on her phone. She was peeling an orange, <laughs> drinking her drink, trying to get into the candy stuff, and not once did her hands touch the steering wheel. And I'm just kind of sitting over in the passenger <laughs> saying, passenger seat going, hmm, glad I don't scare easy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. I don't totally don't remember Congratulations that. Congratulations on being alive. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we had stopped at like Walmart or something and we got a bunch of fresh fruit. And when we got back in the car, you were like peeling the fruit I don't like and stuff. to stop and do something when I'm on the way somewhere. I have to just keep going. Yeah. And if I can't do it while I'm driving. It's not worth doing. No. Not at all. <laughs> Besides, driving with your knees is perfectly acceptable. I can't drive with my knees. My legs aren't long enough. Same. Same. You know, I'm I can't sorry get... for your loss over there. <laughs> I mean, like, I could get my legs up that high, but it ain't for driving. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you had to go there, didn't you? Well, like you weren't going to go there? <laughs> yeah, actually, I kind of was. She just beat I mean... me to it. <laughs> I actually think she's really going to like the series slash first book I'm going to review today. Oh, really? It has a touch, but I think it would be right up your alley. Teaser. Yeah. It's a teaser for Rachel. We haven't even introduced you yet. Hi. 
Rachel's here. I'm here. From I Amarillo. wish I could be here all the time. I know. But I'm here now. Damn it. Would you please move already? I'm working on it. Are you? Well, no. But Liar. I would like to be. <laughs> cool. Well, there's a there's a really good book that I have on my bookshelf called Sometimes I Lie. So sometimes I I've lie. read Sometimes I Lie and reviewed it. Is it good? Yes. Did you review it on here? I did. I wonder where I was that day. I don't know. Um, she's in a coma and she's telling the story from yes. being in a coma. Okay, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, it was very good. I haven't read it yet. I mostly was fixated on all of her fixations on her bodily functions, all the stuff that was happening to her while she was in the coma. <laughs> it was a very unique book. I do remember that now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was really, really surprised. I just got shelving put in for my home library. It's which so beautiful. It is beautiful. You guys have she to come see it. She was texting me pictures all day yesterday yes. about it. And, and we didn't get to see the pictures? No, because oh, I'm special. She doesn't well, have your phone numbers. Yes, she How does. Can you, how come you text Martha and not <laughs> us? <gasps> so Honey, I, text, I texted you twice and you didn't text me back. <gasps> well, because they were just the recipe in that book. I know. She texted me and I texted you back. But I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Um, um, I don't sorry, even know. I didn't mean to out you, Rachel. Truthfully, Jeez. I probably didn't even save your number in here because <gasps> usually I wait until I get like five or six texts from somebody. Before <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. But I didn't realize how many books I had. I actually am gonna. I found three bag paper bags that I'm gonna be donating, mm-hmm. and I still have a ton of books, but a lot more to buy, obviously. <laughs> um, and that was one that I forgot that I had. Was sometimes I lie. We'll see. Going through it. And That's what happens when you put up a bookshelf. You discover wonderful things in your box library. They're amazing. You have to come see them. I will. Eventually, maybe someday, travel to Texas again. We'll take a trip to Amarillo. I think we should take, uh, I think we should definitely consider doing the a wine-related a wine tour Weekend of Texas. tour for Texas, yeah. There you go. I think that might be fun. Because Texas has some good wine. Mm-hmm. Excuse to drink, talk about books, hang out with our Texas friends. I have some other book girls that would probably love to get together and do that. And they love to drink, too. Yes. I have a, I have a couch, I have a guest bed, I have a futon. Man. And there's going to be a chair and a half with an ottoman in the library. Our friends are selling it to us. It's they bought it with a set of furniture. Never <laughs> used it, and they're like seventy-five bucks for everything. Woo! Like sold. That's how I got the deal on my couch and like chair and a half and ottoman. It's Facebook Marketplace is great. You have to wait, mm-hmm. be patient because there's a lot of janky shit. Mm-hmm. But if you wait for the rich people trying to just get rid of their stuff, mm-hmm. and they do it for really cheap. Mm-hmm. Huge oversized couch. Chair and a half, ottoman, $225. Nice. I like to buy laundry detergent. My on chaise there. lounge and my what? <laughs> laundry detergent? It's cheap. <laughs> what? Say that again. You buy laundry detergent on Facebook Marketplace? Yeah, they have that, you know, where you you can, it's like the buy and sell and all yeah. that kind People of People yeah. sell laundry detergent on there? Yeah, because I the, think the extreme couponers. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it is. People get overstocked for super cheaper. They get things for free and then they sell stuff at a reduced price. Or they steal things. I'm fine. 
<laughs> She's still getting five dollar laundry detergent. She yeah. doesn't care. She doesn't care. Yeah, you can't trace it back to me, and I need clean clothes <laughs> for a reasonable price. The only bad thing with that is I wouldn't trust that somebody wouldn't put something in the laundry detergent. Yeah, but it's laundry oh, detergent. That's true. Laundry like detergent me. will already kill you. Like, what else yeah. are you going to put in it? I don't know, but I don't want to find out. Hey, maybe that's what I can too. do with put all the it? smelly Tide my husband buys that I fucking hate. I thought oh, you, you usually tide? give the smelly Tide to me. I give it to you. Oh, I love Tide. I hate it. Have you just that. not hate. taught him to buy unscented it. laundry detergent? He still buys it. I love it when her husband goes on these kicks of buying stuff that she doesn't like because I end up with it? all of it. <laughs> okay, you I got like to laundry detergent. I got to tell you the story about laundry detergent. She doesn't detergent. like smells. I have issues. Yeah, we all do. So here's what I've been looking. I've been searching for the perfect smell of laundry detergent. <laughs> which is nothing. <laughs> with, no, which is something with a more spicy scent. Like cloves or you know jalapeno something (laughs) (laughs) you said spicy (laughs) sandalwood is actually what i ended up finding because there's this there's this laundry detergent company called fry or fray f-r-e-y and they offered me a one dollar sample so i ordered the sample and what i had in mind to do was to use my unscented laundry detergent and just use a tiny bit of the scent in there so that it's not so fucking overpowering because I can't stand to have all that stench in my clothes. I don't want to smell myself all day. Well, my husband likes to smell himself because he gets out and he's all sweaty and stuff. He wants his clothes to smell okay, but I hate it. So we had to find some kind of a happy medium. So I was trying to find a smell I didn't hate. So that was working really good. And I, I was really pleased. And then here comes the subscription box that I unknowingly signed up for mm. when ordering the sample. Yeah. Uh-oh. Was it all sandalwood all the time? No, they gave, it's two different ones. So it's not even the one that I like. Oh. So now mm. I have two of them. I think the market needs to saturate for subscription boxes. Like, I don't think we need one for laundry detergent. There's so you have many not smelled this laundry detergent. I don't care. Well. It's too I, I'm, many. I'm not happy about it because I automatically got enrolled in it. And I'm not going to use it that fast. I was still using the sample bottle because I just need a tiny bit of it. Literally just a tiny bit in each unscented laundry detergent. Meanwhile, I'm throwing in like four Tide Pods. Yeah. So like, I sent a gain. The aroma bar. Oh, I love first. gain too, I get yeah. that I'm not normal. So I have to try to. What about, have you tried Mrs. Myers? I don't like the smell of that either. Oh. Everything has that flowery scent to it. Mm-hmm. And it gives me a headache. Oh, yeah. You can make your own. It's, I want something that smells too. like peppermint all day long. Or I've actually, cloves. Or... I've looked or up recipes. Oranges or you can something. make your own really easily with yeah. essential oils. Yeah, I'm thinking. See, I, I don't like up. the smell of cloves. I cannot stand the smell. Or, of cloves. I'm not saying. Cl- I, don't I don't even know what know that, that I want cloves, but like pumpkin pie. I, I would want something uh, that smells more natural. Anyway, that's okay. Enough You're just about unique. Me. I am <laughs> I'm a Y'all special flower. Unique you. needs a flower that smells like sandalwood or cinnamon. Smells are super. Like, I don't know. It just, it has impact. We were in a store today and 
we all went inside, everything. I walked in, I wasn't in there for a minute. And I said, I have a headache instantly. And I went and sat in the car. I had a headache last night Mm -hmm. from that restaurant. Oh, yeah. Did you smell it? We didn't go. Oh, the, that's right. You there. weren't there. Yeah. It was so strong, Rachel. Oh my smell god! Anything. It was so strong that the minute I walked in, I thought, "Oh, this is a problem." And then I thought, "Oh, maybe I'll walk away from it." They had it on every table. Oh, I wonder what it was. It was like um, one of those essential oil mm. little mm-hmm. things, and they had it in little mason jars, which was cute. But why the fuck would you need to put air freshener in your restaurant? Yeah, that's concerning. Yeah. Well, for one thing, it's... it's A restaurant's supposed to smell like food. Um, I keep poopery in my office. I love poopery, but it gets everywhere, doesn't it? It does, because I had some pretzels in a <laughs> container in my same little cabinet, and I pulled them out, and I'm like... They taste like poopery? Yeah. I'm like, these taste like poopery. <laughs> I'm like, poopery smells like, for those of you who are not in the U.S., it is... It's a really unique product, which I love, by the way. Yeah. Because it's made of essential oils. It doesn't smell like perfume. Right. It smells like oranges mm-hmm. and whatnot. But you spray it on the top of the water of the toilet bowl. Before you go to the Before bathroom. you go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to the bathroom, it traps the gas underneath there so you can't smell it in the bathroom. Yeah, I can vouch for the fact, though, that it does not work on pretzels the pretzels were in their own clothes container you know poopery's job is to trap the smell of shit (laughs) so maybe the pretzels had some shit in them i was really hungry because i worked late that day and i still ate all of them why are you trying to ruin pretzels for people martha (laughs) i don't want to think that there's shit in my pretzels no i accidentally i think i accidentally sprayed myself with it or like some so i'm not I was putting it back or I don't know what sometimes things get out of hand when I'm <laughs> when I'm left to my own devices but like I said I was working late and I was hungry so I ate them they just had a, a nice orangey flavor hey I think you may have invented something new they're poopery pretzels well yeah. it's a good thing it's made from essential oils and nothing too dangerous that's true and it's not tested on animals which I appreciate yeah. And, you know, but like I said, I powered through and it wasn't the worst thing I've ever eaten. You know, they did not pay us for an endorsement on this podcast, but I think perhaps they should consider it after this, you know, because I think we gave them a pretty nice plug, don't you? Poopery, good in the toilet and on pretzels. <laughs> and just for a special treat, if you have not seen the original Poopery commercial, Oh my gosh, you have to watch take it. Take a few minutes and YouTube that shit because it is ha. <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, I've That's watched good it and I still go right back there. and watch it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the one with the unicorn? No. There's a bunch of different She's ones. She's a British girl under the original one. The very first oh. ones that were on. And another, I think it was the podcast last week. Bonnie, you said Google. Mm-hmm. And my Google was like, how can I help you? <laughs> and I was I'm getting ready in the morning. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, oh, Bonnie said Google. And it, it. it responded on my phone because I was listening hey, on my Google, phone. Hey, Google. This is for the people at home. Hey, yeah. Alexa. Alexa, remind me to listen to Three Book Girls podcast this time next week. 
That's what you need to do. I hope it works. <laughs> you can test it on yours. Yes, I plan. can. I think the reason it worked when Vani did it is because I was in my house and it was close enough to my unit, my Google Home. That I could hear it. That it and then and it connects to my phone. But sometimes oh. it'll do it at work. I'll be in session or just some and it'll start it'll pop up on my phone, it'll start recording. I'm like, what are you doing? Her Siri is like that. <laughs> yeah, my Siri just automatically just pops up and starts talking it's to me. It's the most sensitive Siri because mine doesn't do that. It'll do it like while we're in this room and hers will start, it'll go doop-doop. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry. I don't understand the question. <laughs> I think, Bonnie, you and I are on a list somewhere. I don't know <laughs> what we did to get on there, but we're on it. I think it's all the all the German books that I read. <laughs> They're like, you need to watch this one. <laughs> yeah, it's things. all that Nazi stuff you read. Seriously. Well, I don't read Nazi stuff. She does. But you That's read those she's true crimes. It's your, it's your Google um You're Googling history. serial killers. That's serial why. Serial killers. That's probably, mm-hmm. and it's probably even more concerning that I read serial killers romance. Serial killers romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, look. She's showing me your la- the laundry detergent. <laughs> Is that the first thing that comes up on your <laughs> buy and sell yes. page? Yep, because you're buying <laughs> stolen laundry detergent on Facebook Marketplace. Come on! Hey, as long as I'm not the one who's committing the crime, I will buy that shit all day long if it saves me money. I like to smell like laundry detergent. I do too. Mm-hmm. Game. I love this Sometimes when I go grocery shopping by myself, I'll walk down the laundry aisle even if I don't need anything, just so I can smell it. The laundry aisle and the coffee we're not going to be traveling <gasps> together in close quarters. Yes. I have a feeling. No, I mean I don't overdo it. I mean, do I smell? No, no. I can't smell I can't you. Smell See, you. And I'm pretty close to you. It's reasonable. <laughs> Jessica was really funny last night. She kind of kept leaning over to like, and she was just having a rough time. At one point, she just put her head on the microphone, and I heard it go. Like, like, I think we're having a good time. Anytime we sit next to each other, we have a good time. And she kept offering me alcohol too. I'm like, girl, I appreciate you. Jessica, I think, had been drinking a little much alcohol because she was a little tipsy in she her walk. Last night. She talked so loud though. I know. She did a great she job. Awesome. She know how like when you have her. Facebook Live and a video, it just shows you like a part of the video if you don't hit play when you're scrolling through the feed. So part of our Facebook Live Last night, that when I was scrolling, is just Jessica doing this in front of the camera. It just comes up as a blurb, and it's her. And- it's so funny. <coughs> Everyone's got. We a bad need to talk, you guys. Jessica. Hello, we need to talk about books, please. Martha, I think it's a marathon podcast session. Take three. Holy shit, Bonnie! Do you have another book in there? Yeah, I have a book. I don't know if it's a good book, but <laughs> I have book. a book. <laughs> this is one this is horror that Martha <laughs> tried to read and said, hey, Vani, I found a great book. I did and not say that. So I read it. I did not say it was a great book. She said, look what I found. I said. She made it sound like it was going to be awesome. I did not. It is called Dracula versus Hitler. By Patrick Sheen Duncan. It sounds like a doozy. Well, guys, Freddy it's, versus it's horror month. <laughs> Think of it. Two monsters fight each other. True. Dracula versus Hitler. I mean, vampires. I like vampires. Nazis. I read about them a lot. I'm not going to say I like Nazis. Because Nazis read are about awful. them a lot. Monsters are monsters, though. And it is October. So what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, It was very 
unrealistic. No. Imagine that. Shocker. I'm just saying, like, okay, I know what did vampires. What's going to happen? I know vampires are not real, but they could have made it a little more realistic. Oh my God. Like, you're reading it and saying, this could really happen. Kind of like. She wanted it to be the tattooist of Auschwitz of horror books. Like and it wasn't like Abraham Lincoln, the vampire killer. That that happened. was pretty awesome. It was this. There is no freaking way it in the world that this would ever, ever happen. Anyways, okay. So, Somebody's got to read the bad books. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I read it. I finished it. Um, mainly because it was hilarious. And this is not meant to be a funny book, but it was funny to me, some of these parts that they were trying to take super serious because it's like the actual Dracula, like from the old time movie, black and white. So not the real Dracula. There is a real Dracula. That would be interesting. Well, Vlad the Impaler. That's what this is. That's what this is. Vlad, but Hitler doesn't really come into play a lot. It is about Nazis and one of the Nazi officers that they have in the book, like near the end, you know, has a small mustache. It could be Hitler, but they don't actually call him Hitler. So is this like someone came up with a great title and then... With no premise. Didn't follow it up. Yeah. Kind of like my dating life. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so uh, what this book is, is there is a, a Romanian resistance force during World War II and they're going against the Nazis and which there was resistance forces against the Nazis during World War II. Um, and this is about one of those groups. And there's a professor who is part of the resistance who uh, resurrects Dracula. Because they're looking for an ultimate weapon to fight the Nazis. So they resurrect Dracula to fight the Nazis. And there's also um, the professor's daughter who is part of the resistance group and um, who falls in love with Dracula. That's what I thought inside my head before he said it. This is very on your sleeve kind of. There was no surprises. I kind of knew what was going to happen throughout the book. Like I said, I was reading it for the for the um, humor factor. And um, so, you know, they fight the Nazis, yada, yada. Um, daughter decides that she wants to be a vampire and she's like has this connection with Dracula and she wants to be with him like forever and wants to become a vampire and. I don't know. It was just, I really don't have very much good to say about this book. There might be some people that like it, but it just, there were so many things that were unrealistic. Like even, even when you discount the fact that it's Dracula, this resistance force during World War II, they would have been outsiders, not able to go into any towns or anything because of the Nazi blockades. But yet they always had enough food and resources to cook the food to have three full four-course meals every day. Like they talk about eating like 
you know, this rich butter cake and all of these wonderful dishes, but yet they're living like in the woods, sleeping on the ground with a campfire. I, I mean, how would that happen? It's not going to happen. And that's one of the reasons why, I think that's one of the reasons why I disliked it the most is just because they didn't even try to make it realistic. Sorry. Not, <laughs> no, I mean. I knew that I hated it, but I didn't like it and didn't finish it because it was trying to take itself too seriously. I was looking for hilarity. Yeah. and Because with a title like that, come on. Now, if Christopher Moore would have written this book, it would have been freaking great. Maybe we should ask him if he would. If they would have taken it and made it into a dark humor about Dracula versus Hitler, it would have been a much better book than them trying to take themselves seriously and never doing any kind of research whatsoever about what the resistance fighters would have faced during World War II. I mean, there's just no way. You've saved them from the SmackDown. Yeah. And anyone who reads no this Smackdown. and loves it, I apologize right now for giving it such bad reviews, but I'm sorry. It just, my logical brain could not wrap around the fact that these resistance fighters would have had showers, clean clothes, all this great food, when not even the German soldiers who are working for the government had this. So it's not even like they could have stole it from the soldiers that they attacked. And that Dracula was killing because they wouldn't have had it. So I get what you mean, though. It's kind of like I like The Walking Dead. But when you watch (laughs) it, yeah, it's like, girl, your armpits. How did they get shaped? Yeah. Yeah. How is there? Why is everyone so clean? Yeah. Especially before you got to that area. So I I see where you're at. Like any medieval like drama that's on Netflix ever. It's like. How do you have zippers when they weren't even invented? Why are you wearing high heels? They didn't have those back then. Mm-hmm. They should be. Cloth How are there not flies or... flying around you from all of the? How do you not have stem? brown teeth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The it's whole white not... teeth thing always gets me in the tel- in TV. It's <clears> not <throat> realistic. But see, when I I watch something like that, I go in knowing that it's the suspension be like of that. disbelief in a book is particularly hard. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when I've read if, so if the many stories that's strong enough to carry it. Because, and the story just wasn't strong enough. I mean, yeah. it had a beginning, it had a middle, it had an end, and that's what you can say about it. And that's all I can say about it. <laughs> Woof! High praise indeed, Bonnie. Mm. I mean, I seriously only read this because one, I needed a horror book for this month, and two, I wanted to see just how fucking bad this book was going to get before it ended. I did warn you, to be fair. I know. And it's kind of like Alyssa, how she has to read something that's totally awful just to say, just so that she can see how totally awful it is. That is this book. That was this book for me. I I was just looking while you're doing your review on Goodreads and people either loved it or fucking hated it. There was no in between at all. Yeah, It was love or hate. That's it. I would say I would probably only give this book like a one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty... Yeah, because, I mean, some of the, like, the gory blood scenes that were in the book weren't horrible. And, like, the um, the guilt that Dracula felt about having to kill people to survive, that part wasn't horrible. It's just, it was so... There was no research done. 
about World War II when this book was written. And um, that high praise goes to um, Patrick Sean Duncan for Dracula versus Hitler. Thank you. Thank you for the dark humor that you never meant this to be. I just hope that he doesn't come looking for your house from that bad review. Mm. Stalker. Unless you're cute, and then I'll send you my address. Get out of my head. I was just thinking, oh, she's cute. <laughs> so exciting news. I didn't like my book either. Oh, my oh God. No. <laughs> I loved mine. Okay. I, I, I loved mine, too. So. so I read House of Furies by Madeline Rue. This is a YA novel, and I didn't like it. <laughs> The end. Just kidding. <laughs> did she write the Asylum series? She did. Okay. I, I almost read name. that and then I decided on this. So it is. I picked it because, as I have stated this year and last year, I I don't really like to be scared. But if I have to be scared, it's going to be a classic haunted house. Like, that's what I like. I like haunted houses. And I thought that's what this was going to be. <laughs> And it built itself as like a gothic novel, and I'm going to discuss why this isn't a gothic novel, because it's not. So, I'm turn this sucker over. So, Did the, you purchase that with your own money? I did indeed purchase this with my, I purchased a physical copy oh. with my own dollars. Oh. <laughs> it's I so much that. worse. That made it worse. buy a book that sucks. Especially because I buy Kindle books so often. So this was like, this is going to be good. I'm going to purchase this physical copy while I'm in this Barnes and Noble. (laughs) So sorry. So the main character of the story is Louisa Ditton. And she is effectively homeless. She is on the streets of kind of a bigger English city. And she... She kind of, she tries to, this is in, I would say the mid-1800s, um, so she she kind of tries to sell things, she tells fortunes, she's just really trying to scrape by because she was in, um, her mother died and she doesn't know who her father is, and so um, she's been in a home for children for most of her, for a lot of her life, and so um, once she aged out of that, she really had nowhere to go, and so... Um, she, an old woman comes across her and asks her, um, you know, it doesn't appear that you are, you know, that you really have any ties or really any gainful employment here. I'm looking for another maid for um, this old house that I live in, Cold Thistle House up in the north. Um, do you want to come with me? It'll give you a place to live. We'll feed you. You know, you'll be paid. Um and Louisa says yes, because she doesn't have any better options. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she goes up there, and immediately she knows that something is off about this house. Like, she gets a really weird feeling when she kind of, like, when they cross the threshold, like, onto the property and then into the house. And, um, you know, there's kind of a there's a colorful cast of characters. There's... Another maid, um, a man who kind of, like, helps out around the grounds, and then Mr. Morningside, who is the owner of the house, and he, he's kind of one of those menacing characters where he appeal uh, appears, like, very cheerful, but there's something really menacing about him, like, it doesn't reach his eyes, um, hmm. and she knows something is off about him, and so... 
come to find out, um, Mr. Morningside is not human. He's a demon, and he may be the devil. And so he is in charge of Cold Thistle House and the people who come to Cold Thistle House and visit because it's located right by these, like, ancient springs, and it was a really big thing back then to, like, go to the springs and, like, you sit in them and they have, like, healing properties, supposedly. Mm. They don't, but that's what people thought. Um, And so people who come to Cold Thistle House... Like, they just get this overwhelming feeling that they need to go there, and that's where they need to stay to go to the springs, and all the people who come to visit die. Oh. Because, supposedly, they are drawn there because they've done very bad things and being murdered by the... For their sins or whatever? Yeah, murdered for their sins by the people. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Siri! Bonnie's on a list. <laughs> because you're talking about killing people for their sins and Siri comes on. And Siri's just like, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't this. know how to respond like, to that. Dude, I, don't, I didn't do it. <laughs> See, Siri's on right now. Okay. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Even when it's not a romance, I get interrupted. Thanks, Siri. <laughs> Sorry. Notice I hey, have not interrupted. Quit saying Siri. <laughs> it, that's the book. I mean, <laughs> I'm actually really intrigued. I want to read it. So I was think it, just it could not... have been done a lot better. So it's kind of billed as like there's something about this house and like maybe it's haunted and it kind of is haunted, but that becomes not a part of it. Like it's billed as a gothic novel and I love gothic literature and this bills itself as gothic, but it's not. And it really bothers me. Like this is a supernatural story about like the devil Basically, and, and like some magic and murdering people. It's not like I looked it up on Wikipedia because I like there are specific elements you have to have and they have to work together in a specific way for something to be considered gothic. I don't think that this ticks the boxes. It's kind of one of those where like it ticks some of the boxes and it's like got some pieces, but they don't come together in a way that feels Do you think you'd feel different about gothic. it if it wasn't marketed as gothic and you went into it with a different mindset? No, because it still wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm. Like, I thought this was, like, this very much and on the back cover, it led me to believe that, like, this was going to be, like, it's billed as it says gothic horror. And it's not even really horror. It's just supernatural magic. Like, there's not anything... So it's more like fantasy, not really horror. Yeah. It really Uh. reminds me of there was a trend in YA a couple years ago, um, and it was like angels and demons. And yes, they were real. And some books were good and some books were bad. Um, But it really reminded me of that. Like this wasn't a horror story like at all. There was like one moment where she tried to lead up to like something creepy but that was it. Like, nothing else happened after that. It was just all about, like, people coming here to be murdered. But yeah, it doesn't talk about the murders. It's just like this happened. Oh. It wasn't. I really didn't like it. Yeah. No, maybe mm. I'm out. It was not billed. Like, it was billed as a gothic horror story. And it really just wasn't, wasn't at all. Hmm. 
and I've read some spooky books for teens. So like, I know they're out there. Mm-hmm. I know that they're like horror books for teens and this just isn't horror like at all. So I did not love this book. <laughs> it sounds like there wasn't very much um, like intense moments. There were not. It sounded like there it was, was very one, one level. Kind of. Yeah. Just kind yeah. of, hey, I know what I'm here for. And okay, yeah. it happened. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't like it. I'm trying. <laughs> I just, it didn't, it didn't fit and it wasn't what it was really billed as and that really bothered me because I think that it's still like what it's billed as it like what it is it's fine but it's not a horror story in at any least way. market it right yeah yeah sell it as a murder mystery like that would be fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so but not as a gothic horror not as a gothic horror um, I mean it's got a good cover it, it has an excellent cover um I'm not going to lie, like, that was one of the selling points. I mean, the tagline is, they come here to die. Cool. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Let's find out. But also, there were a lot of, like, pictures in this book, and I don't know why. I <laughs> do I do want to note, I do have the physical copy, but they're just, like, these, like, old pictures on walls, and I think it's supposed to make it look creepy, but it really just, like, broke up the text a lot, and it was really weird. You know what other series does that? It's, I, um, oh, that. The Home for Unfortunate. Or yeah. The Home for Peculiar Children. Yes. Did like, that, but those were like, like kind of cool and weird. These are just like, I'm sorry, people who are listening who can't see this, um, but it's just like, oh, that's just, it's just some picture you know what frames that reminds on the wall. me of. It reminds it's me of really people weird. who decorate with books for their color. Yeah, that's not weird. the actual books. They Let's use see. books. Yeah, that is weird. Mm-hmm. It's not creepy. It's just no. like, it's just like flecked paint. What's the point of it's this? It's just dark. There's a framed picture of a clock. It's a black like, and white picture. Yeah. Of a paint of random artwork on a wall that's filled with cracked paint. That's it. Yeah. It's trying too hard. Yeah. Whatever. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Is it's it's a book that just tried too hard. Yeah. I didn't love it. I still kind of want to try the Asylum series because that seems cool. You know, I've read the, I have the entire series in, to mm-hmm. include the prequel and the novellas. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to borrow the first book, I have it. Okay. That way you don't have to spend your money. Yes. <laughs> um, I still like, I'm willing to try those out. It wasn't poorly written. I just didn't like it. Um, like, I think that she's a fine writer and it was done well. It just wasn't what it was billed as. So that was House of Furies by Madeline Rue. Let's move on to some books that people liked. (laughs) It's been a real bummer the first half of the book review part. Okay. Well. Rachel. um, I know. We're going to have to break up this wine. I'm depressed over here. I, um, and I actually think you would really like this, Martha. And I I think there's maybe something for everybody, but I stumbled across this, um, much like I do a lot of series on, um, it was a free book, I think on Nook. It's, it's by... The author is W.L. Knightley, um, which is actually a writing duo. Um, hmm. And I didn't realize this until I was a little ways into the first book, um, which the first book is called um, Silent Crime, Hangman Number 1. And um, so the writing duo is Lexi Timms and Allie Parker. And as soon as I heard Lexi Timms, I was like, that makes sense because 
the main character is a male detective. His name's Jake. And what, what's the what's the title again? Um, Silent Crime Hangman Number One. And because right now there are six books in the series, I I want to say that I have already. Go ahead. Um, so some things started to make sense once I looked that up because you know I just assumed it was one author, but um, so. Silent Crime is the first book. And so the book starts out that the main detective, um, Jake, who um, he's he's been a detective for a long time, um, but he's not very old. He's not even in his 40s yet. Um, but he is seeking to retire um, from the force because it's just emotionally uh, and physically taken a toll on him. So um, this new detective is brought in to sort of take his place and they want him to train her. Well, during that time, a murder happens. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and so, but this murder is extremely gruesome. The The person is, uh, and this happens really, really early on, is, is hung and um, other awful things are done. But the weird thing about the crime scene is not only has the person been hung, but it appears they have been made to play the game Hangman. Hmm. And oh. the word is not complete. And Uh-oh. also uh, the the um, the gallows and all of the um, blanks for the letters and letters are all written in the victim's blood. Oh. Um, so Jake is not retiring. Like he thinks he is because they're like, we need you on this. Your replacement, she's brand new. We're not sure. You know, we we need you here with this. And and I'm trying not to like delve into the other books because I'm I'm on book five right now. Oh, it's really hard to do that when you already know what's going to happen. I know. Um, But so really, this story tackles um, a lot of corruption and different things within the local justice system, the police force, all that kind of stuff. Um, the thing I love about it is each book is pretty short. It's about 175, 180 pages each. And they all just pick up right where the previous one left off. And um, I will say this, whoever did the editing for these books, um, I would suggest changing whoever did that. Because there are sometimes when there's grammatical errors or different things, not the fault of the writers, because the writing is actually really good, but it almost looks on certain parts like, did you skip this page when oh, you dear. did the editing? So, but I, I think it's done well enough, and I actually enjoy the story enough that I just overlook those things. And normally I, that would bother me so much, but the, I love the story enough where it, it really doesn't bother me. Hmm. And there's a touch of romance. Yes. And I love it, too, because as as the story goes on and as there more characters are introduced and um, the uh, chapters are separated by characters mm-hmm. and you get to hear everybody's voice and there's little romance things that you kind of get, you know, a touch on. But there's also some dark sex things that kind of are going on with this. And well, you just clicked um, both the buttons, romance and dark sex. I know. And I mean, if there's historical fiction in there somewhere, you got all of us. And all throughout this. It's like a four chair turn. (laughs) Well, and the the thing is, too, the murder victims, you hear their point of view as they're being killed. I want to put this in my And as the books go on, I will tell you this. I, I forget if it happens within the first book. 
But definitely as the books go on, um, chapters where you get the hangman, as he's dubbed, where you get his voice, they start to enter the picture, too, as you read on in the series. You know, I like it when I hear from the murderer. Mm -hmm. So the first book really just kicks you off. And there's several murders in this in the first book. And when I ended the the first one, I'm like, oh, oh, no, no. So I just went and bought the rest of the series <laughs> right away. <laughs> we, can, we can't do this, but it, yes. So like I said, the first one, it's called Silent Crime by W.L. Knightley, and it's Hangman number one. And I don't know if number six is the last book. I haven't read it yet, um, but I would highly recommend it. So it it ticks a little bit of that romance. It has the sort of the the cop drama going on, the corruption going on, a lot of just gruesome murders. Ooh, and... the gruesome. I like those gruesome ones. Mm-hmm. You do like it bloody. And the I underlying do. story is actually really good because there are times when I'm like rooting for the hangman. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I could see that. Or, oh, I don't know about that one, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it really, it's, it's a good story. It's got me tied up in it for sure. Yay! Yeah. Awesome. Well, I looked it up and the library doesn't have it, so. Oh, they don't? No. Oh. So I might have to look in to get me a copy of that. They didn't have one of the um, true crimes that somebody suggested either. You know, I almost wonder some of those books that I've recommended to you if they aren't um, just e-copies only. Because they might be. I get them on Nook because you literally just have yeah. to have the app, but they're which, all two ninety nine or less. Which makes me wonder about what you said about the editing they probably didn't have an editor that's probably like amazon publishing it could be where you can just publish it could be and then hope that a publisher will will pick you up Mm -hmm. you know what i think all writers should be required to read their work out loud because you get a lot of you can catch those mistakes if you read it out loud you go oh well that, that that's not really a complete sentence or Oh, that sounds funny. And it doesn't happen a whole... I mean, it happens enough where I've kind of caught it, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely... It's not frequent enough to impact the story. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Just here and there, huh? Yeah, it's just kind of sprinkled. It's Mm -hmm. it's not... No. It's not enough where I think it ruins the experience at all. Oh, well, that's good. Awesome. All right. Ready to go? We're going to go. Ready. Do it. Okay. Imagine the world is going to end. You know it's going to end because it says so right on the page. It says, this many days till the end of the world. Excellent. And So it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) And then also imagine that you've got a guy who has invented the perfect beauty cream. Okay. It's a beauty cream so effective that it can make you look exactly like your favorite actor or actress. Mm-hmm. Because what it does is it alters your DNA. Hmm. Oh, scary. That sounds safe. <laughs> it's <just> FDA approved. <laughs> Clearly not, because it's marketed not as a drug but marketed as a treatment or supplement. So they're able to bypass. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, it's about the big scary company that just wants to make money and the whole 
DNA manipulation and retrovirus angle sort of gets shoved under the rug. And before you know it, it's loose in the world. So what book is this? It's called Extreme Makeover by Dan Wells. Hmm. Dan Wells is the dude who wrote the I Am a Serial Killer that I, I, I think I might have talked about it at one point. I don't think I ever reviewed it. But that was that was one disturbing fucking series, Dan Wells. Was it? Yeah. This one was really, really... It, the, the humor in this was so dark that it just made my sick little heart sing. I love dark humor. <laughs> it was it was funny, but you felt bad about laughing because <laughs> it was so horrible. <laughs> um, but the whole idea of many of these things and a lot of the, the, the humor that was woven into it just really it's it was way too plausible. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. was it was one of those things where you're like, fuck. This could actually happen because you sneak this kind of thing under the radar without it. And the, the guy who invented it, it's called Rebirth. R-E capital B-I-R-T-H. Rebirth. The inventor of it thinks he's coming up with something to do collagen repair and wrinkled skin. But what actually happens is the cream causes your DNA to change. So it doesn't really start out as a bad thing. But the company just wants to make money so they're not willing to wait for results or wait for this or that or wait for fda approval for gene therapy or any of that other stuff they just want to get it out there but then the stuff that starts to happen is celebrities start getting stalked for their dna because you know all these people want to look like their favorite celebrity of course can you imagine the repercussions from something like that is absolutely massive. So then everybody's like running around looking like you got celebrities? 15, yeah, you got 15 of this person and you got 500 of this person. You got 500 Kardashians out there? Yes, because that's yes, a scary thing. That yes. would be a horror book just by itself. Yes. <laughs> Does your personality change too? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, so you just like turn into the person? I'm out. Yes. I was thinking the repercussions that has on like DNA, like all of the, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, like the, um, all of the DNA that they have for like murders and stuff. Like if it changes your DNA and you tell someone, there's so much. And if it changed, I actually read a different book. They can't match it anymore. I actually read a different book that was about DNA manipulation. That was really good. That I loved, which was a little different because it was done to you as a weapon Mm -hmm. to change your DNA. But this Mm -hmm. is something that, I mean, just gets loose in the world, sort of accidentally and it's all voluntary i mean you can just buy it well no it was more of a black market type situation <laughs> okay you gotta buy um, that off the information and then of course it's one banned. In the it's banned and you know it's it's like taking a weapon to school if you had it and to be perfectly honest it has been months since i read this book but i did love it Hold well on. i mean that sounds pretty interesting i have it pulled up 
Because, um, of course, I already It turns it you into me. a physical clone of someone else. And he, the guy who invents it wants to get rid of the formula. Mm-hmm. But... But the company doesn't want Of course, want the company to? isn't interested in that. And then the idea of using it as a weapon becomes, you know, goes out there. But it just the idea of beauty killing you and beauty ruining the entire world is enough to make you need to read this book. The details really are not all that important. You just need to know that it's very fucking scary. I had a book hangover after I read it. Ooh. It's a big compliment coming from you. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't give it five stars, mostly because I read it way too early for October. <laughs> Were you not in a spooky mood yet? I just yet? wasn't in that spooky mood yet. <laughs> but it really was. It was scary. That's awesome. So it was called Extreme Makeover by Dan Wells. Definitely dark humor, lots of fun and frightening shit. Now, Siri, I was not talking to you. <laughs> and no, that's just um, O'Genie sending me my latest bill. Oh. Uh, is it soon to be? It says soon to be a feature film. Hi. It's perfect for prime time. It sounds really good. Yeah. It does sound good. Yeah. I could see where, yeah, you could take the, the a, social A hand lotion that can overwrite your DNA. I mean, that is pretty terrifying. I would kind of like I mean, to I have think that. About can you constantly change? No, I think you only get to change once. Oh, man, you better pick pick what you, you want. Pick well, good. well it's, of course, it doesn't work completely, and which is the, one of the reasons it's a terrible idea. Enter the fly. <laughs> No. Oh. I was just petting the dog. <laughs> oh, it's like her. Mommy, you could Granger. become part Echo. Aww. All of a sudden, all of a sudden no. one day, Vonnie's deaf and she drools a lot <laughs> and has horrible farts. <laughs> I'm just Echo saying, has horrible farts. There, there's a reason why I don't eat dairy around people, okay? <laughs> Wrap this up and let's get out of here. We have been here all fucking day. My ass hurts. I know. I'm, I'm tired of sitting. Getting... I keep like wiggling. I'm like, I'm my shoulders right here because I keep yeah. leaning. And... <laughs> yeah, this is my normal shift every day. Horror. 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 We had the horror of two really horrible novels <laughs> and the horror of two really good horror novels. Yeah. There's just dis like disemboweling and stuff in mine. So I put yours mm. in my Amazon wish list while you were talking. <laughs> I mean, there was disemboweling in mine, but you know. There was no disemboweling in mine. There was, I don't think there was any disemboweling in mine. I wasn't focusing on that. I was, I was looking through my makeup bag. <laughs> Shit. I gotta stop ordering so much wrinkle cream. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to keep some of them wrinkles. I'm, they might come in handy later when everybody else is dying from the end of the world from getting I'm that rebirth. I'm just saying, don't be per too party, or you might have some clones out there. They'll be running around I trying to get so your DNA. Worried about what people. Oh my God! What a horrible fate. Did you be imagine? Me? What a horrible fate. Like walking into Walmart and just all of a sudden you see like 10,000 Marthas. People that look just like you and you're like, what the fuck? Where did you get my DNA? Can you imagine us all saying that at the same time? What? What the fuck? How did you get my DNA? Who the <laughs> fuck are you people anyway? What the hell? <laughs> 
I know. <laughs> That's all right, dude. Have fun not being able to eat dairy. Uh, <laughs> mind blown. Because you never know. Yeah, you take <gasps> they somebody's might look DNA. Beautiful. But have a bunch of shit wrong with them. <gasps> or here's another thought. If you steal somebody's DNA who's had a bunch of cosmetic surgery, what DNA do you get? Their original DNA or what Buck they teeth, look like right now? Oh. Tongue tied, uh, cross eyed, um, massive schnoz, tiny mm. penis. I'm a snaggle tooth. I don't want a tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> but you might get one if you have this problem. You never know. You don't know what somebody's toting south of the border. There might be a reason. Sorry, they... honey. I, I, I didn't mean to get a penis while I was at the store, but... Oh. There might be a reason they have a ruffled skirt. <laughs> and on that note, that's going to do it for... Three, Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.